How can you raise the quality of your life to the highest level possible without limiting your happiness or achievement? I believe that every day is a great day to wake up with a smile on your face and a purpose in your heart. That every day is a great day to be your best. Welcome to the Yin Yang of Life. I'm your host, Mughan Hafiz. And on this podcast, we figure out exactly what it takes to raise the quality of your life to the highest level possible without sabotaging your happiness and accomplishment. Welcome to the show. Make sure to learn heaps, take notes, and follow me on Instagram at the rate this is Armughan to join our community. Also, make sure to DM me so we can say hi. Let's begin today's episode. Hey guys and welcome to a new episode of the Yin Yang of Life. I'm your host and today we're going to talk about something that is really really close to myself. And you're going to know what that means in a second. You're going to know why I use the word myself instead of saying my heart or my mind or my brain or myself. And this is something that I have not previously shared on my podcast. I have shared bits of it. It's not like, you know, just because it's such a part of who I am and myself and my identity, uh, I things come out, you know, but it's not like I have done a whole podcast for it. And this is like the whole episode and you're going to learn uh, and you're going to experience so much in this episode. It's going to be so awesome. And I'm just so happy that I get to do this. So uh, last year in, I think, 20, uh, 20, 2020, not, not just 2021, last year was 2021. So in 2020, I, you know, got a lot into personal development. And I got, I was into personal development work before that as well. But in 2020, when everything hit, that was like, that's what, that was when personal development really transformed my life. That was when I really not just studied some stuff and applied a few things here and there, but I really, you know, took it and I really applied it onto every area of my life and I really made it a personal practice. That's what, uh, that's how personal development started changing my life. And, you know, personal development is beautiful. So that's how I got started into it. And, you know, when you are into personal development and, you know, all those success teachings, um, now I call them success teachings. A personal development is a little bit different for me because, you know, I have developed myself. So my definition of personal development has also developed. How cool is that? So, <laughs> so uh, I call them success teachings. And when you're into success teachings, they teach you a lot of uh, get goals, have visions, work hard, be motivated. And uh, have a purpose. And all of those stuff is great. All of that is great. That's, uh, that's beautiful. But then as I was doing all of this stuff and I was managing and my life was, I, I'm not going to lie. I was doing great. I was doing, honestly, I was doing pretty good. But now there was like this upgrade that I needed. You know, you are everything in your, this is what personal development is about, guys. Like you are doing great. Even if you're doing great in your life. There's always a level ahead and there's always going to be a level ahead. So your job is just to grow. And that is the most beautiful thing that someone can ever tell you that all your job on this planet is to grow. That's it. And I'm going to prove it how. Everyone wants to live the life of their dreams. But did you know that science shows only 8% of people who set goals actually achieve them? I believe that you only get one chance at life. What good is it if you don't live and spend it the way you want to? 
The two biggest regret that people have when they're on their deathbed is number one, I wish I lived true to myself and my dreams, not to the expectations of the people around me. And number two is I wish I did not work that hard. I don't want myself to end up with that regret and I certainly don't want you to end up like that either. A few days ago, I asked myself an important question. That question was, what are the top keys I can give someone who is looking to create the life of their dreams? Well, luckily for you, there's a solution now. It is the free 5-key blueprint that helps you to create the life of your dreams without working hard or burning out. It's completely free for you to get it. Go to the link in the bio, wherever you're listening this, go to the link and grab your free 5-key blueprint that shows you how to create the life of your dreams without working hard or burning out. Thank you. So, uh, that's when, you know, that I was all of, the, uh, I was searching for a course. Actually, I was searching for something that I was like, I want to learn something. I want to learn something about success teachings, right? I want to go to the next level, man. There's something I need to learn. And I was browsing on the internet somewhere. I came across this course and it was titled Living from a Place of Surrender. And there was this picture of a guy who, whose course it was, Michael Allen Singer. And there was, I was like, surrender? Like, th that's a stupid course. Like, I was, I just, you know, I was like, that is not something like, f f surrender, what does that even mean? Like, I am about success, man. I ain't surrendering anything. I have dreams, I have visions, I have goals. I'm not gonna surrender them. What are you talking about? And this guy, he's, he's an old dude. So, you know, uh, I was like, I think that this man is just mistaken. He's like lived his life and uh, I made all kind of bad judgments. So, but then something happened. Then I was like, I, this, this whole idea of living from a place of surrender and, you know, peace. And it just, I was like, I did, I did like, you know, there's some things which just hang in your mind. You don't agree with them, but they just, they're in there like, you, you don't agree with them, but you cannot deny them completely as well. So they're like, oh, uh, you're like, oh, I have to check it out. I have to go and see what it is. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to research who this guy is, Michael Allen Singer. It turns out he's a New York Times bestseller. And he. it turns out that, you know, one of my previous mentors, one of my very first mentors, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you know this, I, I Tony Robbins. This guy, Michael Allen Singer, is getting interviewed by Tony Robbins. And I was like, now this is something real. Like, it's not just, you know, I was like, now there was like this uh, proof, right? That okay, it's okay, you can learn this because Tony is learning this as well. But he's like interviewing this guy who is actually there. And, you know, he's uh, a really humble guy, by the way. Really just, you know, just the most beautiful spirit. And uh, Michael is, I, I listened to that interview a few minutes of it and Tony was admiring him Tony really admired this uh this guy and I was like okay and now I have to learn this now I have to go so now so then that's how I uh, that's how I made a plan I was like okay I'm gonna learn this and then I downloaded uh then I you know get, I got the course and then I started learning it and then I watched the whole podcast and here's the here's the thing 
even though he was talking about surrender michael allen singer one of the things that at at that time was uh, a push for me that i have to learn this is that michael even though he lives in a temple and you know he is not really social and he's not uh, what i mean by social is is not on social media or any of that uh, and he lives in a temple michael in his career has built a billion dollar company and he has sold it for quite a quite a large sum and i was like a man who talks about surrender a man who talks about he he literally uses the word surrender uh, all over in the course how can he do this like isn't this like success teachings like creating a billion dollars or being a millionaire and i was confused so you know i had to learn i can't i, I can't stand being confused no one can confused means looking for answers so i was looking for answers and i got on this course and it turns out that was the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me cuz surrender was that next level that i was looking for unconsciously surrender was that next beautiful state that i was looking for and that's how i got into spirituality it we didn't know that it was i didn't know that you call this spirituality but that's how i got into it and it surrender turns out to be the most beautiful and what happens was after i was you know after i got into this course it was as if it was as if i was clean it was the best that i've ever ever felt in my life like take the best feeling that you've ever felt you kissed someone it was your first kiss or maybe you held your first child or maybe you were making love whatever that is right the you you're doing it for the first time take that and put that on steroids <laughs> that's how i was feeling and there was no reason for it i was like holy holy s like what's happening and that's and it was not only i was feeling more free and more well uh, just in my element in my power it was a completely different outlook on life it was like all those problems that i thought i had all those things that i thought i needed to to get in order to be okay all of them it was gone and there was this such an intense state of clarity and just connectedness and oneness i can't even describe it completely it was just a beauty it was just beauty it was ecstasy and from that point on i transformed myself and i got into this state more and more and not just this state not just the way i felt life started to flow through me it was like all those things all those problems that i had it's not like i don't have problems now i still do but all those problems most of them i were just created by me and as i changed myself a lot of them just became easier like i used to work before this i used to work i think I, i was like i have to work as hard as i can for as much time as i can so i was working 8 9 hours and even more if i could so i uh, that's how i was working but now after this i after this you know surrender experience i was working less but actually i was doing more i was working less but actually i was achieving more than i used to do in 8 or 9 hours in all areas of my life so so it was a beautiful experience it really changed me it really uh, 
that's uh, that's how I got it start. I got started into spirituality. And most of you might be thinking, okay, now he's getting spiritual. Spirituality is about woo woo stuff. Spirituality is about taking psychedelics and taking ayahuasca. And it's about you know, uh, uh, there's another mushroom like it. It's it's about smelling mushrooms and taking them and going into altered states of consciousness and you know being in the theta state. And it's also about um, I, I can't do it, man. I can't sit and meditate for five hours a day. I have stuff to do. Spirituality is not about that. It is not. Spirituality is not about woo woo stuff either. You want to know what spirituality is? What simply it is? It's just the way you live your life. That's what it is. Everything else, altered states of consciousness, ayahuasca, drinking, it's, uh, you know, all those being on drugs, <laughs> healthy drugs, and meditating for five hours, and being a yogi and doing yoga poses. All of that is, all of that is kind of part of it, but it's, you can, you can go on without doing all of that. The essence of spirituality is just, the way you live your life. That's all it is. That's all it is. I swear, like, I, I know that sounds simple, but simple is the way to go. Spirituality is just the way you live your life. That's it. And, you know, spirituality is just like personal development. It's all about growth. In spirituality, it does not matter what happens to you. The only question that matters is did you grow? The only question that matters is did you grow? Like I was watching a video of Vishen Lakhiani and he said that, you know, he was meeting with some of the world's richest and most famous entrepreneurs and most famous successful person all around the world, Richard Branson and, you know, all mentors and whatnot. And he said that what all of them have in common is all of them take their personal development really, really seriously. All of them are he said that even one entrepreneur, I can't remember the exact name, but he was, he was saying that it does not matter if your business idea fails or succeeds. The only thing that matters is did you grow? It does not matter if your children are successful or not. The only thing is that did you grow? Everything in your life is there for your personal evolution. Every single thing. That, whether that's your children, whether that's your business, whether that's your work, whether that's your angry, annoying coworker, more on that in <laughs> more on that in a minute. I have a whole story for you. And you know, whether that's someone who's shouting at you, whether that's someone who's blaming you, everything, like every moment is there for you to grow. Every moment. And for you to grow and experience, because experience is a gift to the soul. So, you know, that's that's what but next, the next question is, how do you grow? Like, how can every moment be there to grow? I have, a, I have a co-worker and, you know, she criticizes me. She's annoying. I have, a, I have a spouse. I live with her and she just does not understand me, right? How can I grow? I think she needs some growing. I will, I will make her grow. I will help her grow. Not just help her, but you, you, you are like, I will make her grow. I will, I will make sure that she thinks better, that she thinks straight and <laughs> come on, right? Here's how everything in life is for your growth. Even your annoying spouse, even the person who shouts at you, even if you say hi to someone and they don't look back to you, even that moment, even if you're driving, uh, even if you're driving and you have, uh, you have to go somewhere uh, early, you have a hurry, you're in kind of a rush, and the person drive, driving in front of you is driving slow and you can't go ahead. So that moment, the weather outside, 
the planet, everything. So here's what happened. I uh, started working with a magazine here in my country and you know they are doing a really I stand for their vision I think they are doing a really great really great job and I, and I got to work on their marketing I got an opportunity to go and work with them on their marketing and you know I have a uh, I have a co-worker there and I'm not gonna use any names I'm not gonna use any uh, so I'm, I'm not gonna say anything but here's what happened the first time I go and I start explaining like a it's my first day and I'm excited and I'm pumped and and he's there and I'm I, I, I'm sitting with him I'm sitting with him and you know what happens is I I'm starting I I started speaking and I was like okay this is the idea this is what this is what we're gonna do and this is I have books and you know I I have books which I've studied on marketing marketing is one of the things that I get excited about you know so uh, I was I explained everything and it turns out she was not accepting it. She or he was not accepting it. So, you know, it's it's I, not even the gender, okay? So I, I didn't want to give anything about him or her away. So, you know, I'm going to use both of them. So, he was not accepting it. He was like, okay, this idea is not like this. This is not like this. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And then that was a really, you know, annoying day. I'm going to be honest. That day was annoying. I was like, <laughs> if we just work on this, I know this stuff is proven, but damn she is from a different uh, different background and you know she has different experiences and she has learned different things so she thinks that i'm just stupid i'm just plain stupid i'm just a kid who studied two books on marketing and blah 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 and i'm just getting all crazy inside here and the next day i was really ex by the way i was really excited to join this office but then all of that all of a sudden my excitement goes away so the next day i'm going i was like oh my god i have to do this again and then I go and I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try one more time and I'm going to give her ideas and I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to just listen to her and, you know, and then I try and then again that happens and then, you know, long story short, she gives me some tasks to do. I do it to the best of my ability and then she criticizes me a lot and I was like, oh man, this hurts. I was, my mind was going crazy, like crazy at lightning fast speed. I can't even tell you. I was blaming, I was complaining, I was whining. And I was like, wow, and I was like, man, I was so excited to go to this office and now it's just, you know, it's just plain boring. It's not only boring, it's painful, it's a pain in the ass and I don't know what to do. So this is a real problem. This is a real problem. There's a coworker I have and I have to go and I have to work with her, but she doesn't appreciate, she does, she's like, she's a criticizing person. Now, the first thing I want, to say, I want you to say is that all of her criticism has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with herself. And we, we need a whole podcast on that. I have, I, I, and I'm pretty sure I've done, but we need a whole podcast on if a person who's standing in front of you and he's shouting at you, he has nothing to do with you. It's just him because he has his own learned experiences and everything and whatnot. We're going to do a whole podcast on this. But I knew this, but still my mind was complaining. So what did I do? Did I go and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, uh, I was like, I shouted back at her. Did, is that, would that be a good thing to do? What I did was I was like, okay, there's a person who does not accept me and that's okay. Who criticizes some of my work, that's okay. It's just because she's coming from a different place. I used that and I realized that inside me there were all these doubts and there was all these feelings that I felt. I felt uh, Maybe a little bit of hatred, maybe a little bit of shame, maybe a little bit of guilt, maybe a little bit of, okay, I need to fix myself, I'm not, maybe a little bit of not enoughness. 
all of these feelings. It triggered all of these feelings inside of me. And by the way, what did I do? Did I work on those feelings? Did I work on those feelings in a way that I expressed them? Did I shout it back? No. Would that have been a good thing to do? Would that have been a productive thing to do? I don't think so. Because then it would create this loop and we would be fighting and I would leave the office maybe, right? What's the, what's another step? Did I, did I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I have to, this is not inside me. I have to repress it. I have to, uh, I have to, this, this is not something that is inside of me. Uh, this is just something that is, uh, did I reject those feelings? No, that has just been creating more problems because, you know, rep- clean, resisting, whole podcast on that, by the way, as well. I would have resisted those feelings and they would come back stronger. They would come back stronger and they would stay inside of me. That's what psychologists say as well. If you resist feelings, they'll just come back stronger. So resisting is not the way. What's the way? I use that coworker in a way, I, I don't like use it in, in the outside world, but all of those reactions that were happening in front of me, did you know what I did? I just let them go. <laughs> I know it sounds so simple, but I just let them go. I, I was like, okay, my mind is complaining. I know. My heart is hurting a little bit. I know. I have all these feelings, this negative energy that's coming up, these emotions that I feel. Okay. I know. I understand. But all the work there is, is to, all the work that you have to do in this world is inside of you. There's no work that you have to do outside. All the work is on the inside. And I, I realized that. And that's what I did. That's what I worked with. I was like, okay, there are these feelings. I'm just going to let them go. And I surrendered them. Now you know what surrender means. I surrendered them. I did not surrender to them. Surrender is not about surrendering to someone. It's surrendering what does not support you. It's letting go of falsehood and marrying the truth. That's what surrender is. So I surrendered those feelings and it was like, it was as if a block has cleared inside of me. It was as if there was something that was, that there was like this block inside of me and I didn't even know that it was there. And when I surrendered, when I let those feelings go, it was as if clear, like it was just clear, like so absolute clear, like, stuff it was like as i moved something heavy from inside of me i just let that go completely i just removed it that's what surrender is that's what your life is about that's how you grow that's how you use everything in your life for your growth and then by the way then by you might be saying that but but no no i have problems and i have um i have stuff to fix outside yes if there is something that needs to work on the outside you do that if there is, if your kid is, but you don't do it for personal reason. Here's what most people do. Most people, by the way, activists, this is what they do. Let's say your friend, your very dear friend, and I'm sorry that I have to give this example, but I'm going to give this. Your very dear friend is involved in an accident. And just because he's involved in an accident, his, he's bleeding from his knee. And there's so much blood that's flowing out. And you come, you come to the rescue, you're like, oh, I have to save him. And then you go and you're running, but you can't handle it. You cannot handle, that's what you, that's what you mean when you say you can't handle stuff. You're like, okay, I cannot handle the sight of blood. And you go to the place and immediately what happens is you, you black out. You because you cannot handle the sight of blood, 
just the way you speak, you cannot handle it, so you pass out. And then there's some other people who come to the rescue and they're like, okay, we're gonna save him. But even then, even they, they cannot handle the sight of blood and they pass out. And everybody who's coming to the scene trying to save him and help him, he's passing out. Because you guys cannot handle it. The only person who is able to help that person, your friend, your very dear friend who's bleeding, the only person who's able to help him is the person who can handle the sight of blood, who can handle it. The same is true with life. If you cannot handle something on the inside, if, you, if there's something that's happening and you are getting all crazy about it inside, I don't, I, I don't want you anywhere near the situation because you cannot handle the situation. You cannot handle the problem. If, let's say one day you are working and you get a call from your kids, kid's school, from your child's school, and it's the principal, and she's saying that we, 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 got, uh, we caught drugs from your kid's locker, from your kid's locker room. And you were working in your home and you're like, oh my God, what did I do? Why did he, why, why did he have to do this with me? Um, uh, didn't, did, uh, didn't I do all the proper education? I mean, uh, did I miss something in parenting him? And I don't know why he got to do this. This is, this is so embarrassing. By the time you get to the principal office, you, it's not even going to be about the kid. It's all going to be about you. What you're going to say is when your dear child arrives, you're going to say, what did I do to you, huh? Why did you have to do this to me? He is doing nothing to you. There's a problem and you, you as a parent, you will be much greater of a parent if you did not take that personal, if you do not make it personal. And by definition, if you, can, if you could have handled it, then you are in a good place to help the child. Other than that, you're just gonna be trying to help yourself, trying to help yourself getting out of the junk you have stored inside. All those negative feelings, by the way, that's what I call junk. You're beautiful on the inside. Uh, don't take that personally as well, but you know all that negative feelings you have stored inside You're gonna go out in the world and you're gonna try to heal that How about How about you get so much happiness so much love so much joy inside that when you go to the principal office, you're like, oh Kid oh my dear child. What happened? How can I help you? Is there something I can help you with? How did you get into this now? You're solving the problem Thank you for doing that, by the way. Your kid is going to be blessed. That's what spirituality is. That's what surrender is. That's, how, that's what real growth is, by the way. That's how you grow and release. And then that's how you become clear. That's what spiritual growth, personal growth, personal development, all of, give it any name, that's what it is about. And for all of, the, all of you who are in personal development, remember, Remember, I'm going to say this again and I'm going to say this again and again until you guys get it that everything in your life is there for your evolution, is there for your growth, is there to help you make you more, especially the bad stuff, especially the stuff that you think that is making you suffer. Because yes, it is making you suffer, but the only reason it is making you suffer is because the meaning you have attached to it. You see, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens. I understand. There are problems that happens. By the way, there are no problems, but in your mind, there are problems. So let's take that. There are problems. Let's say you are, you know, let's take any big problem, right? Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Something bad can happen in your life, but the meaning you attach to it can be totally different for you and for someone else. For example, 
you are walking past you are walking and you're going to your university or you're going to your work and just as you're crossing the road there's a bus coming at you 40 miles per hour and the bus driver just misses you by one inch that's it that happens you are that bus driver misses you by one inch what does your mind do so what is the meaning that you give to that one of the meaning is why me like why does that have to happen to me? Like, uh, uh, did you know I could have been killed? I could have been, you know, I could have been really injured. I, I would have been in the hospital. Like, the, the bus drivers here don't even know how to drive. I don't know who gave them the license. And you're going to get all crazy. Another being, another person, same thing can happen. And he's going to say, thank you. He's going to say, oh, thank you. Why me? I'm, like, God loves me. He saved me. See, diff same situation, really different meaning. And by the way, who's going to have a good day? <laughs> who's going to have a really great day? The one who said thank you. So it's not about right or wrong. It's not about good or bad or right or wrong. It's just about what works. If by saying thank you and saying, okay, why me, Lord, do you love me? Or is there some kind of blessing that you I just saved from a bus? Like I could have been in the hospital, but I'm not. See, different meanings. A different meaning can change your entire perspective, and even in the same situation. Even in, because, you know, I have seen people who have gone through really, really, really bad stuff. Like, the most negative that you can think of, they were abused, they were raped, whatever happened to them in their future. Those are some of the people who become the most bright, shining people on the earth. They're the ones who move this earth forward just because they attach a different meaning to it, to their pain. What is the meaning you attach to your pain? Do you keep asking yourself, why does this have to happen to me? Or do you know the deeper meaning that is in there? And how do you get to the deeper meaning, by the way? We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I love this statement from Tony Robbins, and I have to say this, that life is always happening for you, not to you. No matter how bad it seems, no matter how many bus drivers miss you <laughs> or no matter how many problems you have, the only real problem you have is just one. There are no problems. The only real problem is just this. You think you should not have them. That's your only problem. Get rid of that and every problem is a blessing. Every problem is there for your growth. All of life is there for your growth and that's your only job, just to grow and experience. That's your only job. How do you do that, by the way, when you have a negative situation? How do you, what is the process of releasing? One of the techniques to do that is you ask better questions. Taking that example again, when a bus driver misses you, you can ask a question, why is God doing all this negative stuff to me? Or you can say, why is God doing all this positive stuff to me? Why is God helping me live? Why is God doing all this beautiful stuff to me? Instead of asking, most of the time when a problem happens, you are focused on the problem. You're not focused on the solution. What you're asking is, what, what is wrong with me? Why do bad stuff keep happening to me? And by the way, what you ask, you shall receive. Your mind is going to come up with reason and he's going to say, okay, yes. Your mind is going to say, if your mind is not a he, by the way. Your mind is going to say, because you are a pig. Because you are the most negative person ever. That's why bad stuff keeps happening to you. And then you're on this loop. In order to break this loop, 
you must learn to ask better questions in negative situations. Whenever something bad happens, instead of saying, why me? Instead of asking, why does bad stuff happen to me? You can ask, what is the deeper meaning here that is trying to unfold? What is the greater good that is trying to unfold here that I cannot yet see? What can be beautiful about this? I challenge you, ask yourself that question. Whenever a negative situation happens, by the way, it's a situation that you don't want to happen. When that happens, ask yourself, what can be beautiful about this? What can be joyful? How can I be joyful even in this? How can I, how can I just enjoy this situation? How can I, how can I serve maybe? What, what's beautiful about this? By the way, what, one of the greatest questions that you can ask, and here's, here it is, what is beautiful about this? And your mind is gonna say nothing. What do you do then? You ask what can be beautiful about this? And then force yourself, and then use a little bit of willpower and come up with answers. And you're gonna say, in, you're gonna see that in all situations, there's an underlying beauty that keeps happening. And that's how you grow. That's one of the techniques. So thank you. This has been a podcast where I know you might be feeling like I have, you know, uh, uh, I, I, you've been trying to drink water from a hose and I have been, you know, from a dam. You've been trying to drink water from a dam and it's coming at you and I know it's just packed with all this stuff. And by the way, if you're feeling like that, that's good. That's great. That's, that's how I wanted to make you feel. I'm sorry. I'm not a horrible person, okay? But that's all, that's the most value that I could, that, that, that I could have added into your life through this podcast. So thank you so much. I'm going to see you in the next one. Until then, more growth to you. Everyone wants to live the life of their dreams, but did you know that science shows only 8% of people who set goals actually achieve them? I believe that you only get one chance at life. What good is it if you don't live and spend it the way you want to? The two biggest regrets that people have when they're on their deathbed is Number one, I wish I lived true to myself and my dreams Not to the expectations of the people around me And number two is, I wish I did not work that hard I don't want myself to end up with that regret And I certainly don't want you to end up like that either A few days ago, I asked myself an important question That question was what are the top keys I can give someone who is looking to create the life of their dreams? Well, luckily for you, there's a solution now. It is the free 5-key blueprint that helps you to create the life of your dreams without working hard or burning out. It's completely free for you to get it. Go to the link in the bio, wherever you're listening this, go to the link and grab your free 5-key blueprint that shows you how to create the life of your dreams without working hard or burning down. Thank you.